0: everybody welcome back to witch fix today we're looking at a movie called snow white a tale of terror from 1997 uh, starring sam neill and sigourney weaver and i'm gonna trigger warning right at the top of this one for some light incest miscarriage and sexual assault so if that's going to upset you i would advise you not to watch the movie and also not to listen to this review quick shout out to claire who got in touch via email to recommend this movie and a few others which i have since bought and i'm going to review i also have some books on that list if you want to get in touch with any more recommendations, um, you can do so in the YouTube comments on the podcast or by email. I usually say that at the end, but I'm saying it now so that more people will hear it. I do love getting them. I have a Word document where I just copy paste the recommendations that I get from emails and, and messages so that I can go back to them and look at them later. And I have found so many new and interesting movies and books from the recommendations of both Dan and Claire. So thanks to both of them for bothering to get in touch. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. So let's talk about it. Um, if you don't want it to be spoiled for you, short note version is that I really like this movie. There are some really stunning visuals in it. I really like the storyline, even though obviously it's a Snow White storyline. We're already quite familiar with it. But I liked some of the changes that they made and some of the ways they interpreted certain parts of it. Found all that pretty good. Definitely get yourself a copy on DVD or give it a watch online because it was a really good movie and now I'm going to get into a very spoilery discussion of the plot because there were a great many things that I liked and also some things that I didn't like so much and that kind of annoyed me by the end, but broad strokes, good film. So we start the movie in a carriage. Rocketing through the snowy woods with Sam Neil and his wife inside. She's not long for this world, don't worry about it. Uh, she's obviously heavily pregnant, seems to have gone into labour and they're rushing off somewhere. Not sure where, never disclosed. Because some wolves appear from the forest and begin to worry the horses who freak out, causing the carriage to leave the road and like roll down a hill. Uh, in a horrible carriage crash these wolves then go on to attack and kill the horses and the poor carriage driver which is unfortunate but during the crash a piece of wood goes through the chest of mrs sam neill and she's obviously dying she then begs her husband to save the baby and hands him a dagger at which point he presumably cuts the baby out of her because blood goes all over the snow and that's the opening of the film, everybody! This ain't your daddy's Snow White. Uh, this is, in fact, probably everything that I liked about Snow White and the Huntsman, turned up to 11 and more of it, and less of that CGI fairy tale land bullshit. So, I was already enjoying myself. We then step a bit forwards in time to when uh, the child is a young girl, maybe about like six or seven. She's named Liliana after her mother, Liliana, uh, who's mostly referred to as Lily. So I'll call her Lily or Snow White. I don't care which. But that she's playing around the grave of her mother and her nurse tells her this story that her mother was doing some sewing and she looked out the window and it was snowing and she dripped blood on the snow and blah, 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 blah. Perfectly normal thing to wish your child to be. There we go. She then frolics through the castle to go see her dad, Sam Neil, aka Frederick Hoffman, who is the master of this here castle. And he says that he still loves her mother very much. And Lily asks, if that's the case, why is she coming here when she doesn't like me? She refers to Lady Claudia, played by Sigourney Weaver, who turns up in a very fancy carriage, which is most notably the right way up. So... Clearly, that wolf problem has been dealt with. Uh, She arrives from the carriage, very spiffed up, wearing a lovely dress and lots of pearls. And Lily is not having any of this woman. When it's time for her to meet her, she's late. And she shows up talking about this caterpillar that she's found and not really engaging with Lady Claudia at all. To the point at which I felt bad for her. Uh, Lady Claudia then presents her with this i think it's a doberman puppy and he's like here is this puppy that i bought you as a present trying to win her over but little lily doesn't really say thank you and i kind of understand because obviously her mum is dead even though she never knew her and her dad's attention is being taken away this is an understandable response but claudia seems to take this real personally so she doesn't seem best pleased upstairs claudia has her mother's giant mirror installed it's like basically a big apothecary cabinet with on the doors a a human figure so that when the door is shut the hands of that figure are clasped which is neat as hell like a lot of the set design and the costume design in this movie is absolutely perfect high point of the movie inside this cabinet is is the big mirror which she looks at and is like ah look a mirror We're introduced to her brother Gustav, who doesn't have a tongue and so cannot speak. But he does do magic tricks. Weird flex, but okay. She sort of talks to him, much in the style of Ravenna, addressing her brother in Snow White and the Huntsman, and says, Do you think Mother would be pleased to see me here? Even though the world's reviled her, it has embraced me. And that's basically all the ish we get on her family the wikipedia summary for the movie says that her mother was a witch but that's never said in the movie that i saw Uh, just that obviously this mirror came from her therefore we can assume if the mirror is magic it was also magic when her mum had it but they don't hugely spell out anything from claudia's childhood which is a real shame and one of the things that kind of annoyed me about the movie i wanted to know more about this mirror's origins and claudia's backstory But anywho, it's a big old magic mirror. Claudia then finds Frederick roaming the halls and smooches him while making heavy eye contact with child Lily, who is looking around the corner. And so here we see already Claudia being very possessive and very keen to be the most important person in Frederick's life, in everyone's life, uh, and not Lily. It's debatable how far this goes at this point, because it does seem to step up later. But at this point, I guess we're meant to just assume that she's just a normal stepmother. Claudia puts on a singing performance at the wedding, which is a great singing. I don't think it's the Sigourney Weaver doing it, but it's lovely singing. And she gets married to Frederick. It's all lovely. Gustave shows Lily some magic tricks, which gave me mild creeper vibes. But he seems like an okay kind of guy. Claudia and Frederick then lie in bed, I guess naked under a sheet, while some priest guy flicks holy water on them and everyone in the household, like all the servants, line up to throw a small cup of wine on the bed. I think it's wine, it could be holy water, but when it's Lily's turn, she flings that shit in Claudia's face like, I know what you're about to do with my dad and I'm not cool with it. She then runs away with Odo, her dog, the puppy, and gets into Claudia's room where she sees the mirror cabinet. She hides under the bed when her nurse comes in, but the mirror creaks open. Those hands separate and we see a little bit of the mirror through them. The nurse is intrigued by this, peers into the mirror and then screams and is thrown to the floor by this like blinding flash of light and continues to scream like she's in great pain. And then we see her carrying her in a coffin, so pretty sure she's dead. So this basically confirms that this mirror is magic in some way. Although the film will be a bit coy about this later, and will try and make us think, oh, maybe it's maybe it's just Claudia going a little bit insane. But this is pretty categorical proof that we're dealing with some sort of magic glass. We then see Snow White age up to her final form, and uh, she looks a lot like her mother. We're introduced to her love interest, Peter, who is a doctor and also Ginger. Those are the only two things we learn about him. He has returned from Paris. I guess that's the third thing we learn about him, but he comes to chat her up, but is dismissed by Claudia, who is heavily pregnant, who says that Lily isn't dressed appropriately for this conversation, I guess because you can see her collarbone. She presents Lily with a dress that was Claudia's when she was a young girl and she wants her to wear it for this fancy party they're having to celebrate the fact that after all this time, Sam Neil managed to knock her up. Um, Lily is kind of ungrateful about this. She says she wants to wear something special, obviously not regarding Claudia's dress as being special. Their relationship still seems very strained, which I can kind of see why, because on the one hand, Lily is being a teeny bit difficult but on the other hand, Claudia did make heavy eye contact while she made out with her dad. So, swings and roundabouts. Lily goes upstairs and looks through all of her mother's things that have been put in storage, obviously finds one of her mother's dresses and then wears it to the party. At the party, Claudia is performing another wonderful operatic solo. But as Lily enters the room from the back, dressed in her mother's dress, heads begin to turn. There is whispering. She quickly has everyone's attention, including Frederick's, and Claudia stops singing because no one is looking at her, no one is paying attention, and she seems absolutely aghast that this has happened. Frederick approaches Lily, says that she looks beautiful, he's obviously very proud of her. He asks the band to start playing dancing music. Completely cutting off any hope that Claudia had of resuming her solo, road, and he begins to dance with his daughter. Everyone else begins to dance, and Claudia begins to like hyperventilate. She seems to be in pain. Like the more Frederick laughs, the more happy everyone becomes. She seems to be in in great agony, and then she collapses. We then hear wailing throughout the castle. Various servants scuttle out of the bedroom, clutching bloody sheets, and it's not looking good. Uh, Doctor Peter the ginger then comes out and says your son because it was a son was still born and your wife will never conceive again so it's not looking great for Samuel's future hopes of a son and he was praying for one earlier similarly claudia had been absolutely happy as hell to be pregnant not sure why um, why it was such a big deal to her maybe just because she wanted to be a mum or if there was some sort of magical girl behind that we don't know we never find that out Gustave goes to see her and she's not in a good way, there's blood everywhere, she's like screaming and crying and she begs him to stop her son from being taken away so he rescues this bloody bundle from the funeral pyre which has been made outside and presumably takes it to another location. In her distress Claudia crawls to the mirror And it seems horrified by her appearance. Like she obviously isn't looking her best right now. She starts frantically slathering creams on her face, which I feel like we should have seen her maybe do this before so that we can see her like doing it in normal times and then doing it when she's having a bit of a breakdown. But she freaks out and starts smearing cream all over the mirror. And at this point, her reflection changes and becomes her as this like beautiful woman that she was on the first day that she came here. Maybe even younger, um, and starts talking to her and saying things like, you know, you've always been beautiful, you've always been perfect, you have so much that your enemies are envious of, and everyone's out to get you. So, again, this seems like it's kind of painting as she's having this breakdown. This isn't really happening. Similar to in Snow White and the Huntsman, when Ravenna was talking to the mirror and no one else could see the mirror man. But then obviously all the witchy shit happens. It's like, eh, you can't really have it both ways, movie. The next day, we see her kind of cleaned up and dressed more how we've seen Claudia appear before. Very stately, very beautiful. Lily goes to her and asks her forgiveness for rejecting her attempts to be motherly towards her. She's obviously been deeply affected by the the loss of her half-sibling and feels bad about what she's put Claudia through. Claudia says she's never noticed before How beautiful Lily is, and this feels like a death sentence coming from her, so I think we all know what's about to happen. Peter and Lily go for a little walk in the woods, and he says that he's leaving for Paris again. What he does there is anyone's guess, but before he goes, he wants to ask her permission to ask her dad's permission to marry her. And she says, Yes, Peter, I'd love to marry you because you're so beautiful and ginger, and your hair is like a chestnut wave. Anyway, he gets on his horse and rides off to go and ask her dad and she says she'll meet him later at the stables in the woods alone she sees gustave just chilling by a tree but when she approaches him he looks at her with tears in his eyes pulls a dagger and tries to kill her she's not having it she kicks him she falls down the world's biggest hill into that cave where batman has his epiphany where he sees a bat and is like one day i'm gonna be just like you she finds herself lost in the woods and stumbles into some ruins that she finds there meanwhile gustav still crying bludgeons a pig to death with a big rock and presents its heart to claudia as lilies he like pretends he's killed her good old huntsman stuff here uh she is exceptionally happy to have been given this heart she kisses him on the lips which is creepy and gross and he seems to realize how creepy and gross this is and then she tells him to take this like sack of I'm assuming leftover pig bits but what he's saying are leftover Lily bits and to sprinkle those Lily bits into that night's stew so basically she wants to serve Lily up to her dad and also eat a bit of her herself. Obviously it's a pig so she's just getting nice pork stew but she doesn't know that and that's still creepy as all hell. She yums that shit. Then Peter arrives mid-dinner to say Lily never met him so obviously she's missing and claudia's like oh no this is totally new information and i am really surprised lily having been chased by wolves into these ruins finds a chunk of super not great looking bread but it isn't like green with mold so she decides to eat it even though she's only been missing for like two hours so she can't be that hungry but there you go a search party is dispatched and claudia remains at the castle In mad rapture, she's running around with the heart in her hand, smearing blood on her face, waving it at the dog, teasing it, and then she throws up some blood, and the mirror says, You've been tricked. You've failed. Like, that's not Snow White's heart, you silly woman. Frederick's horse gets a little bit spooked in the woods, and he gets thrown from it, and I thought he was going to die, but it turns out he just breaks his leg. He's just a little bit injured. A sleeping lily is then found at the ruins by the Seven Dudes. Uh, who all appear to have some sort of scar one of them has had an eye put out one of them has you know like a burn mark on his face they seem to have like been through the wars a little bit one guy notably is super attractive and only has a sort of rakish warrior scar like he's the lead in an action movie so he's probably our second love interest Uh, everyone else is significantly older so they, they kind of corner her and it comes out that she's Hoffman's daughter, but that they have all been punished by the law of the land and that's why they've all been like branded or scarred or have their eyes taken for theft and, and other crimes. So they're not best pleased to have found her eating their bread and they become aggressive. Meanwhile, Claudia gets her revenge for being betrayed by Gustav. Uh, she, basically sends hallucinations to him he sees spiders crawling out of a hole in his hand which neither confirmed nor denied if that's really happening but it's spooky either way and he runs outside at which point she either compels him to kill himself with the dagger or he does it in a panic because of all the weird horrible shit that's happening to it but he does lily is being held captive by these guys while they argue about Basically what to do with her. No one thinks about taking the giant golden jewel necklace that she's wearing, which I think is stupid. Like, that would be the first thing I would take if I was some sort of woodland bandit. I'd be like, hey, look at that. You're wearing a king's ransom around your neck. Give me it. But there's one guy called Rolf who's like, we should ransom this woman back to her father and get a load of money, which is a good plan. Uh, But then he says that he's going to assault her. And proceeds to jump on top of her, which is not a good plan. He gets stopped by the one rakishly handsome bandit who I think is called Lars. I think we hear his name once. I'm gonna call him Lars. Everyone else then just immediately decides to side with Lars and kick Rolf out of the camp. Which, considering what they were saying to her when they found her the previous night, he was not the only one making lewd suggestions. So it seems weird to me that everyone else is suddenly clutching their pearls and being like that's not what we do as weird bandits who live in the forest. So they just have this massive opinion change in the camp. Rolf is summarily ejected and he says that they're all going to die underground looking for the mother load. So guessing there's some kind of miners. Hi ho, hi ho. Claudia sends a crow uh, to go and find Snow White. And in the meantime, they give Lily a knife and they're like, you know, you should probably have this to defend yourself, but also you'll never find your way back home. So you're fucked if we don't decide to take care of you. So she trails after them like a little lost puppy and finds that they have this mine shaft set up in a cave where they're looking for gold. At an altar in the woods, Claudia speaks to her like son wrapped up in a bloody cloth. And she then traps a small, like, sparrow or small bird in the bottom of an hourglass and the sand starts like empty onto it and it's like pecking at the glass like let me out i don't want to die and i found this really disturbing i think most of that was because i couldn't tell if this was a real bird or not was it a stunt bird was it cgi it looks really convincing and it it really freaked me out and disturbed me but basically the spell is causing a cave-in in the mine which kills a couple of the dudes And everyone else manages to escape. We get some scene of Claudia like dropping some secret spice, which looks like ginger, into soup destined for her husband and, I guess, the rest of the household. But it's unclear what this was meant to do, because later we do still see Frederick walking around. Albeit he is calling for servants who are not coming. So I'm not sure what's meant to happen. Like, is it done something to the servants? Is it meant to do something to Frederick? Because he's able to walk around, but the servants aren't, apparently. So confusing. Lars and Lily have a little bit of a clash where she calls him a savage and he calls her a useless aristo. So, you know, banter. Peter then returns to the Hoffman house. He has apparently been away for a while, but I don't know why he would have gone ahead and gone to Paris with Lily missing. Like, he's not a star love interest material if he just hopped on over to parry but there we go inside all the servants are like frozen still and are covered in spider webs so i guess it's been a while but unspecified amount of time claudia then corners him and tells him that she sent the servants away because they had bubonic plague and he hasn't seen any of the cobwebby people so he believes this she then makes out with him and he makes out with her very enthusiastically for a man who's meant to be in love with lily he'll probably blame that on magic later but i'm not buying it She then tells him to go and find Lily and bring her back, so he is dispatched and she can get on with her witchy shenanigans. Lily finds out that Lars has nightmares about fire uh, and she's told that this is because he was tied to a stake and forced to watch while they burned his family alive and then branded him with a hot iron cross because he refused to join the crusades and this is enough for her to like see him as a human being and fall in love with him. I'm not saying it's unsympathetic, it just happens really fast. Lily then hears what sounds like her dad calling for her and runs off into the woods. This is revealed to be Claudia doing a spell where she like breathes in smoke and then like causes her voice to like echo around the woods. It's really cool. Lars chases after Lily and Claudia summons a wind which knocks trees over, crushing one of the remaining dudes. So now there are only four dudes including Lars and Lily uh, sort of escaping through the woods. They do have a spot and kill the crow, which has been spying on them, so I guess now Claudia can't find where they are. The mirror then tells Claudia that to bring her son back to life, she needs to bathe it in a mixture of Frederick's blood and seed, which will resurrect him. And so Claudia gets all tarted up in her Zool Ghostbusters costume and goes to Frederick to, to have sex with him. But she doesn't kill him in that bit. Lily and Lars do a little bit of smooching because... He, he's a human being to her now the mirror then tells claudia to become like a serpent because she'll need the serpent's fruit which i thought was an egg and then i remembered oh yeah the bible obviously that's an apple and she wiggles around under a sheer sheet for a while and then this sort of godzilla claw comes out holding an apple so i don't know why she couldn't just get a normal apple and put a spell on it but she had to summon this one from hell apparently an old crone approaches lily while she's doing something by a stream washing up maybe who knows and she offers her an apple the the actual makeup on sigourney weaver at this point is so good it looks creepy and gross and her head looks slightly too big like she's the queen of hearts from that weird tim burton alice in wonderland movie it looks great i love it So, as soon as Lily takes a bite out of the apple, it lodges in her throat and she is unable to breathe. And then getting really close to her, Claudia says that she'll be aware and awake, but unable to breathe and will be in a living death for all eternity. Which is way creepier than just taking a nap. This is the one part of the movie that kind of looks dumb because Lars and his codpiece appears. It's such a weird setup he's got down there let's not talk about it but it was it was funny to me when he was running um but claudia then appears to have just turned into some little birds that fly away these are definitely cgi and they look not good so that was unfortunate but lars is obviously very perturbed that suddenly lily is unconscious and on the ground unfortunately the heimlich maneuver has not been invented yet neither apparently has cpr because he just accepts that she's dead peter stumbles upon them in the woods and we see some sort of blurry visions of Partially comatose Lily as she hears them discussing her, and that Peter wants to take her home to be buried, but Lars insists that she's buried in the woods. So, somehow and from somewhere, they get this amazing stained glass coffin. It's sort of like irregular gem shaped because of all the individual leaded panes, with like one larger pane over her face. It looks great, I loved it. Uh, but somehow they find this or make it in the middle of the woods. We don't get a montage of them like dismantling the stained glass windows from that ruined church or anything. They just have it. They pop her in and they lower her into a hole. Unsure how much time is passing here. Uh, But then Peter throws a handful of essentially mud because it's pissing it down with rain into the empty grave on top of the coffin. And when it hits the pane over Snow White's face, her eyes are kind of shocked open i guess through awareness that mud is landing near her i don't know i don't know what the logic is here but it's only lars that notices this and so he climbs into the hole and wipes the mud away from the window and then prizes that pain out pulls her out of the coffin and begs her to breathe and then she does like she just needed someone to remind her that that's what she needed to do to be alive like they don't kiss which is weird, because it feels like they're kind of sidestepping stepping that like, weird consent issue. But they already had a bunch of people threatening to assault her, so it can't be that. It's just very odd that all he has to do is say, breathe, and she's like, oh yeah, right, that's what my lungs are for. <gasps> and then she coughs up the bit of apple, and she's fine. Peter then chucks some money at the men and is like, thanks for keeping her warm, I guess, and then takes her off home. But they later are pursued by Lars, so they reconvene at the cemetery and then head on to the house. Meanwhile, Claudia has dragged Frederick by the ankles to the chapel. It's unclear again how much time has passed. Did they come directly from the bedroom to the chapel? Because if so, then they threw that coffin together real fast. But uh, there we go. Um, she takes him into the chapel all the servants are now like frozen in the pews it's all creepy she's setting up for her final ritual she then has him like hauled up on a crucifix like upside down over the altar for bleeding which looks great but is interrupted when lars peter and lily arrive back at the house and close the big door behind them which i guess she apparently hears they split up to clue for looks and Peter pursues a cloaked figure upstairs while Lars and Lily go looking for Frederick. Peter is shoved out of a window and dies. So long, my ginger prince. Lily and Lars are attacked by Odo, like the adult Rottweiler, and are sort of cornered in the chapel, at which point they rescue her dad. For some reason, they then split up. So Lars carries Frederick to like leave, whereas Lily goes looking for Claudia, I guess. Uh, She's then attacked by her old maid and forces a lit candle through her eye to kill her, which looks great, and then takes a crossbow to go and find Claudia for the final showdown. When she reaches Claudia's room, there's just a bunch of mirrors there, all the mirrors in the house seem to have been relocated to this room, and so she gets to smashing with a big club because... Somehow she knows the importance of the mirrors, I guess. Or maybe she's just in a smashy mood. Claudia then gets out of a chair that was facing the wrong way in the shadows, holding the baby in her arms. And we see it's like gross, moldy hand. And she says in this room that her child is alive, which is creepy. And Lily tells her that she doesn't have a heart. And it's quite interesting that Claudia responds that that's too simple. And it kind of is like she's not a bad person. Just because she's evil she's had all these sort of horrible things happen to her mainly the death of her son um that have kind of sent her over the edge um i'm not arguing that she's a good person because look at all the shit she's done but it's too easy just to say that she's heartless claudia then reveals that she has hag teeth to scare snow white and then vanishes when snow white briefly looks away when a window like bangs shut because that's more pressing than the evil witch you're like nose to nose with They then fight. It's pretty one-sided. Claudia smacks Lily's face into a bunch of mirrors and then picks up a shard of mirror and cuts her face with it. They knock something over and the bed catches fire. The baby starts to scream and Claudia goes to save it. But while she's distracted, Lily picks up a very cool looking dagger and stabs Claudia's reflection. There's a really cool moment where like the mirror bleeds, like blood comes out of the hole she's made in it. And Claudia reacts as if she's been stabbed and we see blood on her clothes as well. The mirror then begins to shatter and Claudia ages dramatically. Like, she was much older than she already looked. Which is weird, like, how long has she been alive? This felt like she'd been trading on immortality for a while. But, again, I wasn't sure at what point she was meant to have become magic. Was it the death of her son that sent her over the edge and made the mirror's power reveal itself to her or was she already magic when she got to the kingdom because she came with the crow so i was unclear that was one of the things that annoyed me is just it was kind of unclear where she was getting her power from if she'd been a witch all along what was happening but anywho she ages like the crypt keeper and then the mirror explodes sending shards of glass into her face at which point she stumbles into the fire and dies the mirror then reforms like you, you see it kind of piece itself back together and just sits there pretending it's a normal mirror lily then goes outside and finds lars with her dad just chilling on the drawbridge like oh what took you so long Lily? and frederick wakes up declares that he must be in heaven because obviously lily's there and then it begins to snow and then we get credits um so the thing that kind of annoyed me about the ending is that we saw the mirror reform which means that the mirror is kind of constant it's not just tied to claudia it was her mother's before it was hers what is its purpose now what's it going to do is it still going to kill anyone who looks into it or does it now belong to someone else and who gets that power and why did it affect claudia in that way what was its end goal um that i had a lot of unanswered questions about the whole mirror thing and how claudia came to be the way that she was and what her mother was like and i kind of wanted more answers in the way that we got ravenna's origin story in snow white and the huntsman but everything else about the movie i look loved like way more than snow white and the huntsman the aesthetic was great the effects were so much better because there was less reliance on cgi the acting was a lot better they actually gave snow white something to do like she does things in this story she kicks people she has a crossbow she you know actually makes choices that influence the plot it's great so it, it was a great movie to watch if you like the snow white story but you also like a little bit of horror and stuff in there and a lot more witchcraft this is a great version to watch and i highly recommend it if you'd like to make any more recommendations get in touch in the comment section on youtube or send an email or tweet me i also have an instagram if you'd like to look at that it's at witchfix podcast or at witchfix can't remember which, just search it, it'll come up. And uh, in the meantime, I'll see you in the next episode. Bye!